Jai Jai Sitana Jai Nitananda Jai Adeta Chandaya Gora Bhaktivinoda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Okay, let's, uh, we'll just read a little bit from the Chaitanya Charitamrita and uh, reading from Marilila chapter 22, the process of devotional um, text number three. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, I've described one's relationship with Krishna in various ways. This is the subject matter of all the Vedas. Krishna is the center of all activities. Eva Kaisuna Abhideya Lakshan Krishna Krishna Premadan. Now I shall have. Now I shall speak about the characteristics of devotional service by which one can attain the shelter of Krishna and his loving transcendental service. Krishna bideya sarva shastrakai ateta munigane koriyatsunistai A human being's activity should be centered only on devotional service to Lord Krishna. That is the verdict of all Vedic literatures and all saintly persons have firmly concluded this. Shutir matapristha di satti bhavataradana vidin yatamaturvani smitira pitavakti bhagini purana jayeva sahajaniva hasta tetat anuga atasacham gyatam murahara bhavam ivasaranam. When the mother Vedas, Shuti, is questioned as to whom to worship, she says that you are the only Lord and worshipable object. Similarly, the, color, the corollaries of the Sruti Shastras, the Smriti Shastra, give the same instruction, just like sister. The, Puran, the Puranas, which are like brothers, follow in the footsteps of their mother. O enemy of the demon, Mura, the conclusion is that you are the only shelter. Now I've understood. So, the Vedic literature... Um, is the manifestation of, of Krishna. Krishna, it is said, the Vedic literature is emanating from the breath of Krishna. And in this way, the Vedic literature is, is Krishna. The, uh, it's said, Vedaisya Sarver Aham Eva Vedyo, of all the Vedas, I am the goal. Indeed, you know, I am the, the goal of the Vedas and I'm to be known by the Vedas and I am the knower of the Vedas. Mm. So, like this, uh, throughout the ages, various personalities come into this world who are connecting with the Vedic literature. In the uh, Madhya Lila, chapter 19, um, there's a description of uh, regarding this, and I just quickly uh, go there. Um, let's see, I have to find it uh, just a moment. Uh, Vedic anyway it's, it's one who comes to the point of following the culture is very very uh, fortunate because such a person is um, is becoming purified however the essence of the Vedic culture is bhakti uh, as described in the uh, in the, the Srimad Bhagavatam. And that is the ultimate objective 
of all the Vedic literatures. So when we meet a, a pure devotee of the Lord, uh, that's what it's about. Srila Prabhupada said, this is a movement of pure devotees. Uh, and he said, they're all pure devotees. One, all mango. Some are ripe, some are green, but still mango. And it's just a matter of time before all the mangoes will become ripe. So, um, our Bhakti Chiru Swami used to, uh, used to quote this. Um, uh, our Bhakti Chiru Swami used to quote this, uh, um, this statement, and I'm just now uh, opening up a document with a few quotes from Maharaj, just uh, let us see. The platform of devotional service is received only by the mercy of a pure devotee, only by the mercy of a great devotee. We've seen that Srila Prabhupada, just one person, went out of India and created Krishna consciousness all over the world, enabled people to receive Krishna consciousness all over the world. Just one person, one pure devotee's influence, we can see. And Srila Prabhupada created this wonderful opportunity, wonderful arrangement of ISKCON, where the association of pure devotees are so readily, so easily... Excuse me. Um, yeah. Um, so Maharaj is sharing with us his, his vision of seeing a movement of pure devotees. Um, and that is a fact. Um, all the devotees are... A pure devotee makes pure devotees. In the sense of akama sarvakama va moksha daru di... That whether one has material desires or one doesn't have material desires, one can become, uh, one remains on the path of pure devotional service. So the Chaitanya Charitamrita is a book that describes to us the uh, path of pure devotional service. And this is what we were just now uh, reading before, uh, when we were reading about Abhideya. Abhideya is, is basically the path, the path through which we can attain Krishna. Uh, or as... Uh, Yes. Okay, one second. Um, anyway, uh, I was just reading it before to you about we can and we can become to um, approach Krishna. So this whole movement is centering around pure devotional service. And it depends on devotees. Devotees commit themselves to pure devotional service. Um, pure devotional service will manifest, will manifest again and again in different devotees. It is... Um, Still, Srila Prabhupada explained that different devotees are like different lights of different strengths. So, some may, may just in an extraordinary way represent pure devotional service as Srila Prabhupada did. And, and that is something that is unmatched and unique others they uh, they may um, 
um, still be amazing personalities. Srila um, Prabhupada is the chosen person, the chosen person to take the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and to bring that mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the world at large. And in this way, Prabhupada is, is the perfect transparent person, perfectly transparent to, uh, to the will of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Then there are Prabhupada's intimate associates. And there are many. And those that are uh, very dedicated to Prabhupada, um, they are also um, very important, very important pillars in upholding um, Krishna consciousness in the world because they, they have no personal desire. Um, those devotees that are the intimate followers of Srila Prabhupada are the ones who are not having personal desire, not pursuing personal desire, but simply are trying to dedicate themselves 100% to his mission. And that is what is needed. Where are such personalities to be found in this world? Where are such personalities to be found in this movement? Um, that is rare. Um, who has no personal agenda? Hmm. So we're looking at, at such rare devotees. Um, and such a devotee was was Bhakti Maharaj, a devotee who had no other agenda than Prabhupada's agenda. And, and even in that spirit, uh, wanted to go and preach in America, which somehow or other turned out to be uh, the arrangement of the Lord for, for Maharaj to leave this world. Mm. What to do? Time, time is, is, is a factor. And 74 is an age where it is possible that something, uh, something will become a cause of death. And then, all right, then we have to remember uh, we have to remember the, uh, the philosophy of Bhagavad Gita for some these bodies are just like a dress that we wear for some time and then we change it. Um, in the material world, uh, we are here only temporary. But when a great pure devotee is in this world, um, then his life is of so much significance and remains to be of great significance. Um, we are celebrating the disappearance day of so many great Vaishnavas and remembering and connecting and we, we connect with their lives. Um, and Bhakti Chumaraj is such a person, uh, a great inspiration. It is said that especially in separation, uh, in separation, we really appreciate uh, a person for his good qualities. Uh, my meditation is on different, uh, different features. Um, I'm, I'm thinking uh, about Maharaj's integrity. Um, and we see Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, and his followers are displaying uh, great integrity. There is just 
because it's all about cent percent dedication. So we're seeing that same integrity. Um, we know that here is a person who is committed to purity, and and it's it's uncompromised, and therefore um, our faith is in such a person. We trust that yes, I can rely on on this person to to point to Krishna and Prabhupada. Bhakti Churu Maharaj was especially coming to the fore in in Srila Prabhupada's final final pastimes. He was personally he was part of the group that was personally caring for Maharaj. And that was just uh, something amazing uh, because he was just completely uh, completely dedicated completely dedicated to um, to being a servant and that remained the foundation of his life uh, that began quite early in his spiritual life and throughout he was there as the servant of Srila Prabhupada. His integrity in representing the scriptures was there. Srila Prabhupada engaged him initially in translating his books into Bengali and, uh, uh, and, and uh, even the Chaitanya Charitamrita because the modern Bengali is... is is quite uh, different and more simple uh, than the uh, the language of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. So, uh, Bhakti Chiru Maharaj translated all Prabhupada's books, and by doing so, he studied them very thoroughly, uh, because that is the blessing of being a translator. When one is translating, then one uh, has to really read very carefully and think what is written here. So that is a, a very wonderful service. So that is the second uh, the second route in Maharaj's life. The first route being the servant of Prabhupada. The second route is deeply, deeply rooted in his uh, in, his, in Prabhupada's books, in the knowledge of Prabhupada's books. Then Srila Prabhupada, then Srila Bhakti, Chicharu Maharaj brought something with him from his last life. Uh, uh, I don't know where he came from. Did he descend from a higher realm into this world? Uh, we just don't know. But Prabhupada immediately recognized here is someone who already has, who already has the culture, who already has so much knowledge. And he immediately gave him first and second. Um, like Bhakti Chirumaraj was giving his lectures on the Mahabharat and, uh, and, and Maharaj, he, uh, he mentioned that he, he heard all these things from his grandmother. He's uh, very familiar with the Mahabharata. He said, yes, because I grew up with this. My grandmother used to, to read it to me and tell me all the stories of the Mahabharata transcendental grandmother. So he has the, he had these, these roots uh, in the culture, in the culture of, of Vedic tradition, in the culture of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was instructing for his followers who were all from Bengal basically to first read 
the Chaitanya Bhagavat, right? And then, and, and, and Chaitanya Charitamrita, and then read the, uh, the Bhagavatam. Because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is so much part of the, uh, of, of the Bengali culture and tradition. So just to understand Chaitanya Mahaprabhu properly in his mercy, and then one could understand the Bhagavatam. Uh, for us, Srila Prabhupada told us first Bhagavad Gita, then Bhagavatam, then Chaitanya Charitamrita. Anyway, so Srila Bhakti Maharaj was bringing with them natural spiritual culture. Um, another quality I have highlighted is, is kindness. Kindness, uh, again, a natural kindness that came from his, uh, his refined, compassionate nature, uh, true Vaishnav qualities. Um, I can't, I've, I've over the years, uh, had so much association with Maharaj in all kinds of situations, in personal lectures, personal meetings, taking prasadam, in, uh, also in, 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 uh, in meetings. And, uh, but I've never seen Maharaj. I can't think of one occasion where he criticized anybody. Um, so again, this is a, a amazing uh, Vaishnav quality, um, which we saw in Raghunath Bhatta Goswami, who would not hear any criticism as soon as someone began. He would just walk away. Mm. I remember that not only sweet things happened, but also very difficult things that Maharaj was being faced with. And at one point, uh, there was this theory about uh, Robert was poisoned and people were talking about this and they accused Bhakti Chiru Maharaj. And and others. And Bhakti Chiru Maharaj, I'll never forget, he just, he just spoke out in public and said that if I have done such a thing, then may, may all the reactions, may all the reactions come upon my head right now. And who would dare? Uh, he who would he who would be guilty? Who would dare to say that? And with that, Maharaj just proved his innocence and purity uh, by calling up if he had done such a thing, let the reaction come. Uh, because he was free from, from sin. Um, therefore, he was able to openly, uh, to openly uh, stand up. And so, this sinlessness is another quality that I can recognize in Bhakti Churu Maharaj. Um, Bhakti Churu Maharaj maybe, uh, maybe did so much for devotee care. He would really care. There was a time in Calcutta that uh, some dispute with the temple, uh, the temple had become Ritwik, and so Iskand devotees could not go to the temple in Calcutta. So Bhakti Chaitanya Maharaj ordered his disciple, um, Chaitanya Das, who was a professor in a college, IT college, to open his house. And he had a large house. And to in his house 
host the devotees. And Maharaj, as a host, uh, he was just hosting the international devotee community. Anybody on the way to Mayapur could stay there in Chaitanya Das's house. I've, I've stayed there many times and, and Maharaj gave Chaitanya Das the order to pick up devotees from the airport and to bring them to his house, to feed them, to care for them, somehow or other. And, and Chaitanya Das, uh, upon the order of his spiritual master, fulfilled that. Uh, and Bhakti Chaitanya Maharaj, no, Bhakti Charu Maharaj, sorry, and Bhakti Charu Maharaj would personally stay there, uh, personally stay there in, in the house of Chaitanya Das. And he would just uh, be part of, uh, of hosting the devotees whenever he was there. Um, and in this way, the whole arrangement was just an arrangement of, uh, of Bhakti Chiru Maharaj uh, and his wonderful disciple who assisted him in fulfilling his guru's mission. And I'm still remembering with great, great pleasure, uh, the, the times that I stayed in the house of Chaitanya Das in Calcutta. Uh, it was really wonderful. Uh, so, uh, Bhakti Chirubharaj was, uh, is, is, was, was known uh, to everyone, practically, personally, or um, somehow or other, um, he traveled widely, and as a result, uh, connected with devotees on all continents. Uh, I've personally met Maharaj in many parts of the world, in America, in South Africa, in the UK, in, in Switzerland, in France, in, uh, in Belgium, in Netherlands. Uh, Maharaj went to so many places uh, and somehow or other connected with devotees. Uh, Maharaj was looking for uh, ways, novel ways to preach, uh, try to uh, try to make a movie about Srila Prabhupada. Because Srila Prabhupada was his, uh, his, um, his focus. He's um, just always thinking of Prabhupada. So it's not surprising that he wanted to make a movie about Prabhupada. He wanted to, he wanted the whole world to know Srila Prabhupada. And because he knew if somehow or other people connect with Srila Prabhupada, then they'll take up devotional service. Uh, the world will change. Um, in this way, he somehow or other um, tirelessly um, glorified Srila Prabhupada. Even his own Vyasa Puja, um, which is really a Shastric, uh, a Shastric injunction that uh, the disciples should offer a, a worship on the appearance day of the spiritual master as the representative of Vyas. And Maharaj, he took this a, li yes, a little bit, but he allowed them to make some offerings, this, that, but um, a little, a few offerings to, to himself, but otherwise he made the whole thing into a big festival of glorifying Siddha Prabhupada. Hmm. 
Bhakti Chumaraj, another quality of Bhakti Chumaraj was he was expert in glorification. And I've been in one Vyasa Puja and where various senior men uh, spoke and in Maharaj's presence were very senior men spoke words in his glorification. And then the next thing is that uh, Maharaj in response started to glorify the devotees who had glorified him. And he was just so good at it. Uh, he was like just glorifying more than anyone else. Because for him, that was not uh, an exercise that he sometimes engaged in. But for him, glorification of the devotees was a way of life, something he always did. And therefore, he was, uh, it was difficult, you know, if you would try a glorification competition with uh, Bhakti Churu Maharaj, you could, uh, it was very hard to win. He would uh, emerge victorious, right? And you'd start to describe his, his glories and then he would glorify you back until you didn't know what to say anymore. Uh, that was um, such a nice mood, actually. Um, Bhakti Chirumaraj, and he was generous. Um, when he could, he helped devotees, even financially uh, made arrangements for them. Um, when it came to, uh, to, to finance, uh, Maharaj knew how to, how to spend for Krishna. And, but Maharaj was never interested in any, any funds for himself. Uh, he collected funds for Krishna conscious projects. And on a one-on-one -on -one personal level with people, he was very, very generous, uh, great generosity. And he had faith Krishna will somehow or other provide. Uh, he had strong faith. Uh, when it came to that, to material facilities, he was quite convinced Krishna will provide. Um, I'm seeing that as another quality of Maharaj. Um, Maharaj had a great taste for hearing, uh, for hearing Krishna Kata. <laughs> yeah, sometimes he would come and listen to my class also uh, in Spain once on, on Radhastani and, and I gave a lecture and suddenly Bhakti Charumaraj appeared and he said, no, no, carry on, carry on. And he wanted to hear. Um, um, Maharaj was, uh, because it was Radhastani and he was genuinely happy that it was Radhastami. And he genuinely wanted to hear uh, about, uh, about Srimata Radharani. Uh, uh, he very much uh, liked to hear. I remember he was fond on the lectures of, uh, of Bhadi Narayan Maharaj. Uh, he would, uh, is fond of so many lectures, but but in our Imarch's lectures bring out many, many points very quick and, and sharp. And, and Maharaj appreciated the depth and the wit. Um, he himself was very learned in scriptures, uh, graced with a powerful memory, uh, graced by his... Uh, 
by his birth in India. Uh, he was uh, uh, therefore familiar with Sanskrit. Um, even Bengali, uh, Bengali, he spoke a very high class Bengali and his uh, high class Bengali was uh, uh, containing more, more Sanskrit right, than you would find in, uh, in Hindi, for example. I remember that once we were in Dubai and uh, I was in a program with Bhakti Churu Maharaj and we're doing this program and Maharaj is, uh, was, we, we were both asked to speak in Hindi. I, I speak some Hindi, uh, not so uh, sophisticated, you know, but uh, just a regular Hindi, right? Uh, because I, I lived a long time in India, right? And then Bhakti Churu Maharaj, he spoke very elevated Hindi to a point where uh, they got a translator for Maharaj, you know, to bring it, to bring his highly Sanskritized Hindi to, uh, to regular Hindi, to common Hindi, right? So that uh, the more common people could, could understand because, so he was very learned, right? Very learned. Uh, he knew uh, and naturally had a close connection with, with the scripture, with the, even with the Sanskrit side of scripture, and, uh, and widely read, widely read, and he could thoroughly explain uh, the philosophy. is like, like an authority that, that people would turn to to, to uh, get a clear understanding on the scripture. And he was living by the scripture. In this way, he was, uh, he was uh, showing all the symptoms of an Uttama Adhikari, of a topmost devotee, one who is very expert in the scriptures and who is living by the scriptures and who has realized the scriptures, who could speak from deep realization. Um, in that way, um, he offered shelter uh, shelter to devotees. Devotees could feel secure uh, that uh, whatever Maharaj would say, that that would uh, would be beneficial. Um, Maharaj, I think one quality that maybe uh, makes him so accessible is that he had a very big heart and that uh, his big heart was just uh, it showed in that he cared what devotees were going through so in South Africa there was a great calamity a great calamity in a family of his disciples, one of his disciples, a lady, she was, she was murdered, uh, murdered by one, uh, you know, one laborer and with a knife cut her throat. And it was terrible. And but she was found with her hand in her bead bag. Mm. But, uh, but then the devotees were even, even, they were like so shocked. How can such a thing happen to a devotee? And, and while chanting Japa, uh, how is this possible? And Bhakti Chirumaraj came. He flew in from somewhere. I, I can't remember. But from a long distance, he flew in. And he came and he addressed the devotees and, the, and he addressed the question that was on everyone's mind. And the question was, but, but isn't Krishna protecting his devotees? Then how can such a thing happen? And, 
And Bhakti Maharaj pointed out, he says, yes, Krishna is protecting his devotees. But he may or he may not protect the body, but he will always protect the soul. Uh, and in this way, uh, uh, very simply, put it all in perspective. Uh, and in this way, uh, Maharaj showed his care for, for the devotees who were in great distress. And he just somehow or other, um, somehow or other, went out of his way to, uh, to uplift them. And he did. Um, yes. Mm. I remember Bhakti Chumaraj would uh, lead kirtans in, in Ratiatra in, in Durban. Um, and uh, always with his, his melody, uh, his trademark. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Every time, every time he would lead Kirtan, uh, he would chant that melody. Uh, and uh, yes, in, in Maharaj, especially when he was a little younger, um, a, uh, uh, 10, 20 years ago, Maharaj would lead uh, Kirtan in, in the heat of Durban Rati Yatra. Uh, and uh, and uh, get quite uh, fired up, right? Mm. I remember Maharaj also in other Ratriyatas in Rotterdam and, of course, uh, Paris Ratriyatra and uh, in, uh, yeah, some vague memory that of London Ratriyatra. Yes, Maharaj was was there in all the important places at the important times. Uh, uh, a leader of ISKCON, right? In, in Mayapur, during the, the festa, Gorponim festivals, uh, Maharaj was there as, as a as someone who would uh, uh, be there to, to lead the devotees. Um, so we all got so familiar. Uh, we all got so familiar. Bhakti Chirumaraj is always there. Uh, I remember I was in, uh, in, in Cape Town and, uh, and Maharaj was shooting his uh, Abhaiteran movies and he stayed in, in the house of a, of a wealthy Indian businessman and, uh, and then he made all the devotees from the temple just play in, uh, in Abhaiteran and uh, the whole temple turned into a, a movie site practically speaking I mean, the filming was done in different locations, but all the devotees were part of the movie and had to learn parts. And there was like the costumes and, and makeup and everything was going on. And, and suddenly uh, we were in a, in a transcendental uh, Hollywood atmosphere, you know, like, and then click, you know, the, the little board for each scene. And everything was there, um, but all to glorify Prabhupada. And in this way, um, yes, different memories um, may be there about Maharaj and his, um, 
and thinking about his his qualities. Um, and we can only say he was clearly uh, there by Krishna's arrangement to assist Prabhupada. Huh? Many of us may just be part of this movement as as a mercy case, somehow or other picked up. Uh, but Bhakti Churumaraj was different. Bhakti Churumaraj, he came uh, particularly to assist Prabhupada. Right? And, and uh, yeah, he just did that very faithfully and very nicely all along. Mm. You know, it's interesting, many, uh, as, the, as in the 60s and early 70s, the hippie movement was coming up in the Western world. Many young Western people were no longer interested in the materialistic ways of life. And the Beatles summed it up, uh, summed up the hippie philosophy. Money can't buy you love. Can't buy you love, can't buy you love, money can't buy you love. And that mot was like the motto of the hippie movement. And uh, so the youth was interested in spiritual life. And what happened was many young people started to go from Europe to India. And the way to go uh, the way to go really was overland. So there were many buses, you know, where for young people going or, or some, some, some were going in their own van, some were hitchhiking, somehow or other people were going. There was a magic bus from Amsterdam. And the magic was that the, uh, the bus was just... Uh, was somehow or other driving you know, an old broken bus, the magic bus. Anyway, I've been, on the, I've been on that magic bus on the way to India. And on the way to India, we would stop first in Istanbul, and that was the gateway to the east. And that's, you know, the Bosporus is, is a, a sea strait in the middle of Istanbul, and on one side is Europe, and on the other side begins Asia. And it really is like that. Once you go over the Bosporus, you are in Asia. So it is, uh, it is like, uh, he left, he ran away. Um, anyway, so we were there in Asia and then in, uh, and then in Istanbul, there was the stop. And then in Sultan Ahmed, just near the Blue Mosque, that's where all the young Western people would stay. And then there was a place called the Pudding Shop. And the Pudding Shop was a meeting place. And these are the days when there was no internet, nothing. And in the Pudding Shop, there was a, a huge big notice board. And on this notice board, everyone was just putting notes. And you could have a handwritten note and just put it there. So for all the other people that were on the road, you, know, you could just say, uh, if you had a message for someone, you put it up there on the board in the pudding shop. And everyone would go there and use that message board. And it's interesting that as we were going from west to east, and as we put messages for friends, on the, uh, on the notice board of the pudding shop, Bhakti Chirumaraj and Sarvabhavanam, they came from the east. They came from India over the same route. And they also came over land. And they were going west. And they also were in the pudding shop. And they also put notes on, on that board. So somehow or other, um, there was in Bhakti Chirumaraj, from even before he met Prabhupada, that sense of being part of this whole 
uh, unique time that existed, uh, somehow or other, where the youth of the world, of the Western world, turned away from the materialism of their uh, of the previous generation and was interested in spiritual life. And Bhakti Chiru Maharaj made that connection. Um, and so that was the amazing thing that uh, once he joined Prabhupada, Bhakti Chiru Maharaj, he had um, not only the culture from India, but he also really had the ability to connect with the West and with the people from the West. And he was totally there. It wasn't like that there was a culture gap and that it was sort of difficult to, to uh, communicate with Western people. No, Bhakti Chiru Maharaj was completely in tune with the Western world. And he was interested to preach in the Western world. Therefore, his final preaching project um, this project in Orlando, um, it was uh, of great interest to him. Um, he had Bhakti Chiru Maharaj, he, uh, he was part of Mayapur in his early days in Krishna consciousness. It was there in Mayapur that he did his first service and that he uh, grew up in Krishna consciousness and his connection with Mayapur always remained. And, uh, but in due course of time, Bhakti Shrumaraj preached all over the world. And because he was just by his, his nature, a very high class person, he automatically attracted, especially uh, high class Indian people. And at one point, it was just like that. Uh, all the cultured uh, doctors, all the, all the cultured, wealthy Indian families, they all turned to Bhakti Churu Maharaj. And so um, worldwide, he had, had so many followers in this way. Mm. Sometimes uh, I met Maharaj in these on these occasions, and uh, and uh, uh, there would be uh, a very nice lunch served and very uh, culturally uh, presented. And Maharaj was very comfortable in that world, in that very um, high-class cultural exchange. Um, so. In due course of time, Maharaj always maintained a connection with Mayapur. And he remained uh, in charge uh, in Mayapur as a GBC for a long time. And, uh, and naturally, uh, naturally was the leader of, of the Bengali devotees, or along, of course, with Jaipataka Maharaj. And, uh, and that also extended into uh, Bangladesh, which is the uh, uh, well, which is the uh, the land that is behind Mayapur and uh, part of Goda, uh, now cut off since 1947, but previously part of the cultural uh, area of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And there in Bangladesh, there are so many devotees, and Maharaj had like. Uh, uh, thousands and thousands of disciples. He has thousands and thousands of disciples in, in Bangladesh. Uh, so uh, now uh, I went to Bangladesh a long time ago, but it was very nice. Uh, the land of Kirtan, we had amazing Kirtan. And uh, I, I, the, Beng the, the devotees of Bangladesh, they looked after me so much, so nicely, that I can only, in great gratitude, uh, say to the devotees of Bangladesh, my dear devotees of Bangladesh, I, I miss you uh, very much. Somehow or other, I got so busy with other services, 
I, I, I did not come back, but I'm always thinking about coming back and visit again Bangladesh and have more kirtan. And I'm now also thinking of all the disciples of Bhakti Maharaj in Bangladesh. And I, I, I'm with you in, in your grief. I, I, uh, I'm experiencing uh, also, uh, also that great sense of loss and uh, all my love and strength to you and uh, the same to the devotees in Mayapur. They are my family. I lived so long in, in Mayapur and served in Mayapur. So to all the Bengali devotees in Mayapur, I'd also like to say is that what can we do? Um, all we can do now in separation in separation of the spiritual master is to serve his mission. Um, when the spiritual master is present, we can always go to see him, to hear from him, and to get some in inspiration and spend some time in his presence. But after the spiritual master has departed, the only way we can connect with him is by serving his mission, uh, by fulfilling his desires. That is where we connect with him. And I, I wish all of the disciples of Bhakti Churu Maharaj uh, great strength. And uh, you have been so much blessed uh, by a great spiritual master who has given a wonderful example of Krishna consciousness. Maharaj is holding your faith, and that faith will always be there. And Maharaj's example will remain with you. And now it is up to you to follow in his footsteps, to, to not only carry on his mission, but to carry on his mood. And now, and to rise to the occasion and to just, um, just take care of what was important to him. Uh, yes. In this way, um, in this way, we'll, I want to offer my, um, my heartfelt condolences, sympathy to all Maharaj's disciples all over the world uh, and who now are experiencing the pain of separation. And I'm telling you, you may be proud, proud of your spiritual master. We are all feeling separation because we are all missing Maharaj. Uh, we're all missing a great saintly personality who, who just by his presence, just by the way, he conducted himself, was sheltering us, was generating our faith and teaching us by example. And in this way, uh, we will continue and continue to honor Bhakti Churu Maharaj. And uh, I hope that we can publish uh, uh, more and more of Maharaj's words in books and uh, in, in various forms uh, that we can uh, bring out more and more uh, material, whatever is there, recorded material, recorded film, recorded words of Maharaj, and that we may just, uh, just send these, this, this information into the world of the devotees and into the world at large, uh, because all will be greatly benefited from, from all that. And, and the disciples will find some shelter there in their separation. Um, if I can be of any service, 
Uh, and let me know uh, in the next few days. I will be uh, active on various forums, forums speaking about um, Bhakti Churu Maharaj and uh, I am uh, uh, yeah I am for now taking a little break uh, but uh, only to continue later today tomorrow and in days to come um, and yeah meditate yeah what can I say remembering Maharaj and somehow or other let us carry on carry on looking after Srila Prabhupada's movement looking after the building properties uh, as much did looking after the devotees as Maharaj did looking after um, looking after the teachings as Maharaj did uh, and in this way let us do as Maharaj did and surely uh, will obtain the most auspicious result as he did without a doubt. Thank you very much. Srila Bhakti Churu Maharaj Ki Jai.